She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Very big hello, everyone, and welcome to another guest episode. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host here at She Leads, She Thrives, and I'm a long-term business and self-leadership coach with a lot to say and a love of conversations with really interesting souls, which, Jane, you fit that today. Like, as the guest for today, uh, you very much a very interesting person. I, I don't know how, when it was that we first connected, but it was some many years ago now many many years right? back in the jungles of space and time of Facebook I think yeah it definitely was Facebook I was saying to someone that I talked to just recently again that was a Facebook group connection and we worked out that we'd known each other a decade because we timeline it by how old her daughter was when she and I first connected and her daughter's now well into her teens and <laughs> she was quite little when we first met so you and I are probably kind of heading for that realm as well so it's it's really great to finally have you here we've had a few like hits and misses attempts to get get you on as a guest and you're finally arrived so thank um, you so as I said to everyone like I've known you Jane for quite some time and we have so much I think fun in our conversations when we chat about various different things neither of us take business overly seriously in terms of we don't get caught up in all that we're just saying this before we started recording aren't we that business can be so dry and dull and monotonous for so many people and you know, we both said how important it is to bring personality and bring something fun. Fun, light. fun is one of my core values. No. Fun is what I bring to every relationship, especially in business. So yeah. it's got to be done. Yeah, for sure. All right, let me read your bio so we can introduce everyone to who this is we're going to do today. <laughs> and then we'll get stuck into some cool com- um, questions and see what we end up creating for a conversation for everyone to listen to. So Jane McKay is a marketing consultant and coach who's been in the business of marketing for more than 16 years. And it shows in all of your content. <laughs> you definitely practice what you teach. So starting her freelance career as a copywriter, she then worked as a brand designer, web designer, marketing strategist, and coach in her business, Jane McKay Communications, and that's been since 2009. Mm. She works with coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs to grow their service-based businesses profitably, scalably, and sustainably. All the kind of things you want, right? Yeah, 100%. And, and it's incredible how so many business owners put themselves into a job. Mm. Yes. And I'm like, hey, here's your official permission to not do that. Yeah, to not be. You don't have to work nine to five. Yeah, Yeah. I know it is. It is a fascinating thing, and uh, I know over the years I've had many conversations with clients that I've worked with where kind of highlighting and putting the spotlight on and giving them the chance to see that they've replicated the crappy job that they maybe left. There's reasons that you left employment to be in your own business. 
And when you replicate that and you wonder why you're not really in love with your business and not having fun, like it kind of makes sense, right? This is not always. But, but it feels safe. Yeah. Of course it does because it's what we know. Yeah. It feels yeah. safe to our bodies to go, okay, I sit down at nine, I get up at five and in that time I'm very busy, but are you productive and are you feeling yes. fulfilled? Yeah, I know. Key things to be mindful of. Yeah. Okay, so to start with kind of our first official question, I'd love to know how you got started in your business and if it was always going to be related to marketing. Like was that where you were always going to start, do you think? Um, you well. Think that, what, 15 years ago? It's a, Yeah. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I came from, so we did a big tree change from Melbourne um, to a very small town in East Gippsland in Victoria, um, which most of you would know of because we got really hit badly by the fires. Yeah, so I did a master's in media and did the traditional route of uh, go and be a copywriter. And I explored ad agency side, like uh, agency side or client side. And I was much more comfortable in terms of my ego um, in client side because ad agency, whoo, scary. And so we did this tree change and I had a sort of six month to sabbatical of what am I going to do? And I was sitting, having a conversation at a pub, as you do, and I and someone said, what do you actually do? And I said, I'm a copywriter. And someone just turned around to me and said, I need you. And I started my business the next day. I'd already got an ABN and all of that and went straight into working with that client. And then I got poached into a marketing management role from not-for-profit. And it was during that role that I was in that pigeonhole of nine to five, not feeling particularly fulfilled, doing good work, but pretty bored that I started a blog and this was 20 well it would have been 2010 okay it was 2010 um on WordPress and from that writing I'm I love writing and I inject a lot of personality into my writing and I'm not afraid to hold back my opinion in my writing that people are coming to me and saying hey can you write for my business oh there you go and then it all evolved from there and I didn't feel confident at that point to add my graphic design marketing strategy side into things because what's funny is I didn't feel qualified. Yeah, which is not an uncommon feeling, right? I, I've got the you piece do. of paper that says yeah. I do copywriting and comms and that's all I do. But then in my work corporate life, I'd been doing graphic design and strategy yeah. since I started like I started my master. I graduated from my master's in 2005. So I've been doing this now for 18 years. So yeah, yeah I can do strategy and I can, I do less design now, but mm. I still love it. So mm. that's how I got started. And then it just evolved and snowballed and then has gone through many iterations, obviously through having two small children um, and having day jobs and then owning my place as I do coaching, marketing coaching, because I work with my clients to show them the how and the what, but then they implement it themselves and explain to them the underlying strategy of why we do what we do. And then I love it because I feel like my little, my little, my little ducks are leaving the nest and going out and doing it by themselves. And I'm so bloody proud of them. Yeah. Um, just that I had a client yesterday I just worked with for four weeks and she's like, you've just changed my life like it's insane I um because I would never have done this myself yeah right there's such a short space of time you can make such an impact with 
what I would consider some very simple things. Mm. Unless you know them, they're hard, they're difficult, they're challenging, they're they're part of the unknown and you don't even realise that how much easier we can make things. I mean, you know I'm a big lover of the word effortless and yeah. you know, I've added easeful into that, that you know, that, that kind of space. It's interesting to me always that when we go into business, often we have no background or, or understanding of actually how to run a business. We have mm. skill and expertise, lived and learned experience in our craft but not necessarily in leading a business. And then we wonder why we struggle with all the business aspects. Mm. And our clients don't know what they don't know. No. So my my goal business model for all of my clients is something I sort of learned in the last 12 months was an elf business, Mm. which is easy, lucrative, fun. Nice. Yeah. And, And they're the types of business we have a right to build as business owners. Yeah. So, um, and I love seeing that play out for my clients and they, that big breathe, that sigh of relief that I see, like relief is often the the emotion that my clients experience after working with me because they're like, I finally understand what I'm meant to be doing. Right. I know. And I think even, I, I have a feeling you would agree with me here, even coming from a background that includes marketing expertise and understanding, often it's like my experience, your experience has come from a bigger organizational viewpoint and and um the strategies and the foundations and the methodology yeah it's the same but applying that bigger picture view of a larger organization to a smaller often soul you know soul yeah in a business where that person's doing everything is a different thing entirely and and that person has to own the message and own the brand and it really does put you in a different headspace a different mindset when your your beliefs your identity are so intertwined with your business and your marketing that what you say needs to be what you believe and and that's really difficult when we're conditioned to be a part of a bigger organization when we make that transition out of corporate into soul soul business and and it can be really really hard for people very confronting and you know it's just suddenly I remember my own experience even having a qualification in business that included modules in small business management I still was completely unprepared for the realities of wearing all of the hats in your business you're know, being the you know what do we say like you're the marketing manager you're the PR manager you're the, you're the bookkeeper, <laughs> the, bookkeeper the, finance, the CFO uh you're the if you've got team members you're the HR like you're everything plus you're creating the content usually in the yeah. beginning and trying to work out what it is you want to say what you offer what how to price it like so many things and so, and servicing okay. clients at the same time yeah that's it no surprise that it's overwhelming and that I think well, I know that you love the word easy or easier, and I'm on the same page with that. I think also we need to be mindful that we don't deny the reality that business is hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is hard. I yeah. have had, I have had, oh, even last month, I don't know what energetically was going on last month, but last month was one of the hardest months I've ever had in my business. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, well, I did create a hundred pieces of social media content but that's yeah. another story and I'm talk to you about that at some point <laughs> in our conversation today yeah yeah but it was hard it wasn't because of that it was just I don't know energetically it was off and we need to honor that we are energetic beings and stuff goes up and down yes. and stuff changes and 
we get PMS, our kids are sick, um, you know, just the energy is off. Right. There's so many things influencing us at any given point in time. And I know that like in, you know, the program that you have done with me in the past, like you've heard, and you've also heard me talk about, had me on your own podcast talking about the archetypes. We have that, Mm. those, you know, our own personal innate psychology and our own attributes also at play at any given moment in time, responding to and influencing us, but responding to what's happening to us from an external perspective and internally. So yeah, there's a lot going on at any given It's complicated. It is complicated. It's extremely complicated. But that doesn't mean that things can't be easier. And I know that that's where you and I are on the same page about that is guiding and supporting and cheering and coaching our clients to find ways that are easier for them. Yeah. Mm. And easy is not always simple. No. But we can put things in place that are hard now that make our lives easier in the future. Like even something as simple as having a booking system instead of back and forth email with people to book. Like that's easy and simple. But other things like automating emails and building out those automations and and understanding how those go together, that's complicated, but it makes your life easy in the future. It does. It does. Once you know how to do it, then, the you know, it's the... What do I often say when I use the word effortless? I'm very quick to remind people that that doesn't mean effort-free. Yeah. It's the like reward. passive income. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. It's the, the effortless is the reward that comes after putting the effort in. So, mm. yeah, for sure. Mm. All right, so we're going to talk a bit about content because that's a big part of what you do and I feel like, again, looking on the outside, you make that look effortless and I know <laughs> that content is such a challenge for so many people in entrepreneurship and smaller business. And I also know that you're super focused on providing really educational content that's purposeful and people can actually do something with it, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, what I've seen you, I feel like, evolve into over the last few years is more video content, though. Mm, 100%. Form, right? And I know that like, I can Im- visualize the faces of so many of my clients when I talk about doing more video or doing video at all and they're like the terror the I don't know how what am I going to sound like what am I going to look like do I have to put a full face of makeup on like if you know like all the different things come rushing forward as to all the reasons why no not doing video um (laughs) so we know we both know how challenging it can be for business owners and you're making it look easy. <laughs> yeah. Which it's not I, easy. No, it's not. And that's I think that's why I wanted to talk to you about because I yeah, know yeah. from my own experience it's not easy. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I've got so many things I want to say. I don't even know where to start. So I'm not going to say anything today on video. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so what are your tips for people that are in that space of overwhelm when it comes to video? Like where do we start so we can feel a greater sense of ease? in something that feels and we know it can be very hard. It, it can be hard. I The way I talk to my clients about it is it's very much like a muscle and the more you exercise it, the easier it becomes. So mm. I really, really had to get over my own visibility fears to start doing video regularly. Okay. Um, I batch on a day where I know energetically I'm going to feel good about it, like Fridays. Or like the day I've got a podcast and I've got a face on, yes. boom, like I'm going to go off now and do some videos. Yeah, I don't up. know what they're going to be, but boom, I'm just going to write some. Um, You only need to do seven to nine seconds, five to nine seconds. Yeah. They do not need to be long. Um, And something I was saying, I think it was actually on an Instagram post, was they don't need to be profound. You're not, you're not the Dalai Lama, okay? Mm, it's simple. But 
I, in this last month, creating 100, I didn't do 100, I did 86 short-form videos mm. or carousels or whatever, um, I really, that liberated me to not have to use, not have to put on a face of makeup. And if they, if that's holding you back, just use a filter. Um, yes. Toasted almond is a really nice one, gives you okay. makeup. Um, if that's holding you back, um, also a really cheap ring light from Kmart will give you beautiful lighting. Uh, just I create all of my content very intentionally. Mm. Like I like to see them as value bombs because they position me as an authority. They give me thought leadership and really short snippets. They put me so when I go to write content, I sit down and put myself in the minds of my clients and take the time, well, my dream clients, my clients yes. to be, or or I draw on conversations I've had with clients and think about what they're struggling with. Mm. Because as our clients don't know what they don't know, we need to take the time to understand what our clients are struggling with because we can teach them everything but if they don't understand how we can help them and if we don't tell them how we can help them they will never understand the solution that we're giving them so i'm very much about hey if you're struggling with this right now this is what i do like i did a carousel last week of if you haven't hit 5k months yet this is what i do because People often talk about, oh, you know, the 10K months. And yeah. I know so many small business out there, especially sole traders, service-based businesses, who is primarily who I work with, you know, 10K, 10K months, I can't even get a 5K month. I know. It's interesting, isn't it? When you see the the trends over the last few years, increasingly focusing on 50K months, 100K months, Someone who's out there just getting their first regular like one thousand dollars in them is like, what? Who? No, that's not for me, and I'll never achieve that. That's not. And where? What do I do? What about me? So you're right. There's a place for people at different levels, and if levels can support Mm -hmm. them in that, that is part of our ideal kind of client, you know, um, community. Then yeah, we've got to alter our content to. Help them to understand that there's nothing wrong with them because they're down here financially. When there's so much content in the space in which you and I spend time, that's so out of the realms of normal and reality for most people in business. And I just want to say something quickly that a whole lot of people who are selling on financial results haven't actually achieved that. No. Right, they're making say it that up. Louder. What do we, What do they say? say they haven't actually oh. achieved their hundred k months. Mm. They're making it up to sell to people mm. who really, really desperately want that, and then they sell things that won't get you there. Yeah, I and know. I'm calling that out because I see it all the time. Right, and it's I, I, you know, I've talked about this on the podcast. You've listened to it. You've heard me talk in different ways about. Things, everything from I had an episode which was focused purely on why you won't see me sharing my clients' money yeah. from in my marketing and various other things. And if someone is genuinely achieving really big numbers, that the kind of numbers in a month that would have not that long ago been perceived in for a service business as the pinnacle for an entire year, good on them. But the, it's like if that's a reality, which you have said, and I agree with you, it's not for a lot of people, it's the tiniest little percentage of people in business, right? Mm. And is it revenue or is it profit? 
yeah, well, I think most of the time it might be revenue if it's got some of the truth to it. If yeah, it's got a grain of truth, yeah. yeah profit, so much more important. Right. And that's, that is something that I was having a conversation with a client yesterday. So she's like 20K months. I want to get back to 20K months. And I'm like, cool. But we want to do that without burning you out in the process because yes. that's she's just come back from from a long illness. So how can we do that? And I know you said passive income is a dirty word. Mm. Um, how can we do that in a way that's not requiring a whole lot of your energy that feels easy? Because we were talking to her, I was talking to her yesterday about she was in this place of overwhelm. She's like, I really want to do a group program, but energetically it feels really hard for me. And I'm like, okay, well, what would make it easy? Mm. Mm. And I was you know, it's just like, oh, the commitment, the time commitment. It's like, what if no one, you know, what if no one comes to the group calls? Said, well, you just talk on the calls like they're there. So anyway, I could talk about that all day. Yeah. No, <laughs> on the same page about that one too. Get back to video though. You shared some great oh, yeah, video, which is great. But tell us why, for anyone who is not aware, why video content is such an important consideration in our content strategy. So video and audio as well, which I'm going to be integrating a lot more of uh, in terms of a private podcast for my clients sort of deal, is intimate. Mm. People get to know you. They get to know your weird facial tics, which I realise I have a lot of. Um, they get to hear your voice. They get to feel your energy. And I talk about this all the time is that your energy and how you're selling and how you're showing up is way more important than what you're selling because people pay, especially in service businesses for proximity to you. They Mm want to be in your orbit. They want to be in your vibe. They're like, I want, I want, I want to work with this woman because she makes me feel good. Yes. Not only is she an expert, so like if it comes down to me and someone else who's also an expert in marketing, of which there are millions, people are like, I just love your vibe. Mm. Yeah. So video shortcuts that relation that we talk about no like and trust in marketing all the time. Yeah. Video shortcuts that. And if you're scared about showing up on video, and I work with a lot of clients who are, just assume no one's going to see it because that's the way the algorithm is anyway. <laughs> Oh, no. no one's going to say it. It'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah. And if someone does, I think just trust that if they are the right person to connect with you, that they will. And if they're not, then that's great because it sent them the other way. You don't want, you know, to be reached. And if they troll you, mm. that helps you get up in the algorithm. So take it with grace. <laughs> say thank you. I, if you ever want to see some comments, go to my YouTube channel because I get trolled to oblivion on there I don't know why and I just say oh thank you so much for leaving such a kind comment and if they keep going I go thank you so much for putting me up the algorithm I I hope you have a wonderful day and I'm just like really nice to them but once I left a comment like that and he's like oh my god no one's ever come back to me before Uh, (laughs) it's like yeah there are real people on the end of those comments that's it that's it. Um, but again, I love that. There you bring in the Jane factor of the fun and like let's make it playful rather than getting all serious and all stuck in the people are saying nasty. Dude, what if they don't like me? Yeah, yeah. But not everyone's going to like us. It's a good thing. You know, I am not everyone's cup of tea. No, if we were all the same and it like, yeah, there's where where is the personality of the world? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone into the yeah. beigeness. Yeah. So let's talk about this challenge that you set yourself, which I think was for <laughs> August, right? Because I know we yeah. 
this uh, conversation will probably go live a little bit later in 2023, but it's in September when I'm chatting now with Jane. Um, and you set yourself this task of creating 100 pieces of content to share across the month. And as you said, you reached 86. That's phenomenal. That's huge. Well, if right. I reach, if I set a goal and hit 86%, I'm like, what's that, an A? Easy. Easy A. Give it a grade, definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious to understand why you set yourself the task in the first place. Yeah, let's go there. And then I've got some more questions about it. Oh, yeah, it's. I tell you what, they, this whole this little challenge I set myself has sparked so many conversations. I'm not surprised. Because I set it basically for myself because mm. I wasn't being consistent enough and I really wanted to, because on a low energy day, I'm like, I don't want to show up. Whereas it forced me, forced yeah. me to show up. I basically in a month did as much content as I would normally do in three months. Yes. So it like compressed that learning into a month. I now have a deeper understanding of what resonates, what gets engagement, what triggers DMs, what people want to hear from me. Like so many people have come to being gone. That one, I loved that one, you know, okay. that piece of content. That was my favorite. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, amazing. Why did I do it? To show my clients that creating content doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't need to be complicated. Um, where I have, and I've worked out my biggest block to creating content is not filming the videos, but it's writing the captions because I am a writer and I put so much. Overthinking, over-processing? I'm not overthinking or over-processing, no. but just I really want to make sure that they're representative of me. Because my written word to me is sort of more valuable than my spoken word. Um, and that's just the way I feel and act and operate um, in myself because I have that identity as a writer and that is my craft. So I'm like, it has to be, that's like, that has to be the serious bit. And carousels take me an age. Um, I could bust out like three, five second videos a day, easy, three 30 second videos a day, easy if I didn't have to write the captions. Ah, so interesting. And we're all going to have our thing where we could more mm. likely get blocked, right? Mm. And I'm curious to know how many clients or people in your kind of community have said to you, yeah, get why you did the challenge of showing us it can be easy, but you're in marketing, you know how to write. So it's, you know, you're it must not be easy for me. you. Yeah, right. Um, I kind of said that and try to push back at your, let me show you the way. Actually, no one. Good. I haven't had pushback. I've had, oh, my God, you've inspired me. Oh, my God, every yes. single post was amazing. Uh, I, you, you know, you've really inspired me to get clearer on my content, be more myself in my content. Actually, so a friend of mine who is in my Instagram community came up to me at the supermarket the other day and I was with my son and she's like, I have loved all of your content. It has been amazing. Um, and she said to my son, your mom is just an inspiration. And she walked off and Felix said, are you famous, mum? Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's like, so no, cute. darling. No, darling. You no, know, you are in some ways, in some <laughs> ways. I remember hearing a story uh, in, this was years, like a long time ago in the early days of internet marketing. And I was doing some kind of a program, a learning thing, because it's what you do when you have the mental teacher archetype, right? You're always learning something. <laughs> Got to learn. Right. But was with a, a woman who was actually, you know, was Australian based, but she was doing so well in terms of her internet marketing presence and teaching it. And her son was a young teenager at the time. And apparently he had been like focused on his mum for a project at school. 
Yeah, someone who's achieved something, which is super cute, right? Super and cute. the teacher, you know, and he'd made a deal about how his mum was famous online because in the, the, that space she probably was. And uh, so she was sharing this story about how he'd come home and told her that his teacher questioned this and, you know, wasn't really sure that he was being truthful about what he was claiming that his mum had achieved. And his response to her is just like, well, Google her. <laughs> right <laughs> like the evidence is all there like you know and if we're talking about mum being famous online go and google her <laughs> yeah so that's just made me think of that 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 story <laughs> yeah you don't believe me um yeah yeah i know or makes me think about my launching my podcast last year and i was looking after my youngest niece at the time she was five well he's now six going on seven but i um I was doing something around sharing some content and she heard my voice and she goes, hey, Shannon, why are you talking on the phone? Like what, what is going on here? So I had to kind of in, in five, six-year-old language explain what a podcast was and why she's like, why would you want to do that? Like, and then, she, then she's kind of looking at things and seeing that there was lots of video and conversations of where, where there's her auntie's face and voice and she's like, I don't get this but you're everywhere, wow. like you're all on, on, and, you know, for her, Spotify is where she makes her own playlists, even as a little tot. But her auntie was talking about things with people on Spotify. That was like the weirdest thing to her. Fangirling, epic wait, right? fangirling. At the same time, you just wait, little one, because, you know, <laughs> at some point in time you might find this auntie very useful. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I already get hit up. Will you build my first website, Mum? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love it, though. And see, the entrepreneurial spirit is carrying through to the kids, right? <laughs> my daughter's it. YouTube channel is way more successful than oh. mine. Her faceless faceless channel channels I should say actually yeah brilliant. yeah brilliant love it love it love it um so that's cool so inspiration is not something that surprises me in terms of a word to describe you and I oh, had that's a, nice thank had you a, had a little look at your I know you've taken the free trifactor archetype assessment yeah and do you remember what the archetype was that came up as your uh, I do not all right. Well, the inspiration word has got something to do with it. It's the inspire a believer. Ah, uh, yes. Now oh, it's coming right. back to me because I've got it in the book. Yeah. With my little card in the book. Yeah. yeah. So the inspire a believer, an archetype you and I share, is here to be an inspiration. We want to be inspiring. And yet often it takes us quite some time to receive with I guess with with a belief that we actually are inspiring. When someone comes to us and is like, you're such an inspiration, you're so inspiring, you're so, so motivated by what you're doing. And to, to an inspiring believer for a long part of our lives, that can sound like the strangest thing to hear. Yet we will tell people we want to be inspirational. Like it's such yeah. a, like a confused kind of part within that <laughs> archetype. So the fact you're receiving that kind of feedback is no surprise to me anyway through knowing you. But it's an expression of you showing up as your inspire believer. It's the cheerleader energy. Yeah. Oh, I have so much cheerleader but, energy. <laughs> and then the coach, like to, to be in the coaching space is I think you almost have to have the inspire believer archetype to do that with authenticity and with the kind of value and experience that clients really benefit from. So you just living out who you are. Oh, really. thanks. <laughs> yeah. And and it really is something that has like I you know Felix said to me are you famous mum and I'm like well 
I guess, to the people that I know on Instagram. And exactly. and one of the things that actually has come out from this experiment of 100 posts, 86, is, and I was never, I actually, when I started that, I never thought I was going to hit 100. But mm. it was a really nice goal to have. And it also showed people that it's okay to fail. Because I put it out publicly and so yeah. often we put things out public and if we don't get them, we're like, oh, my God, I'm a failure. Yeah, and how can I how can I admit that I didn't admit what I said? And yeah. I did a live on Friday and I went, I failed. I failed. But so much has come out of that. But so in terms of being Inspire a Believer, and it's all coming back to me now, there's a song yeah. about that. And I also quote song lyrics a lot, yes, which is do. one of my quirks. <laughs> um, didn't realise I did that. Is it's a lot, it feels like a responsibility. Mm. But at the same time, it is also my legacy. You know, we, I, I, and I get really, if you watch my live on Friday, really passionate about this. You know, I'm, I'm releasing a program super low cost. People are like, why aren't you doing the 10K, the 20K program? You could do that. You know, you can work with people who are really high end. Above. You know who I'm here to? Yeah, I could, which is fine. But that's not my vibe because, I, I mean, I'm happy to do that. But right now I know so many people are back where I was in 2009 mm-hmm. sitting alone in their offices or desks at their desks at their kitchen table going, I'm, I just don't know what I need to do to succeed. Yeah, I'm going to be a failure. I'm going to have to go back to my real job. And there, as you mentioned earlier, often very simple things we can do that can be just me giving them permission to show up as themselves yes. and working through their messaging with them to go, you know what, show up as you. There are people out there for you, but unless you get visible, no one's ever going to buy from you. And I feel there are so many little businesses out there, especially women, especially in rural Australia, which is where I'm at, who I started in this town, literally population 800 with an ADSL connection. If I can start a business with a terrible website, wasn't that terrible, but, you know, it's the (laughs) olden days, um, and just get out there like literally on a blog. Now we have social media. We didn't even have social media back then. If I can do it, I want to show you that you can do it, but I'm here to help you get there. Mm. You don't have to do stuff alone. There's people like Shannon. There's people like me. We're not all going, you've got to pay me 20K to work with me for six months. You can if you want, but I'm here for the little ones. Yeah, I, I hear where you're at. There's so many people in the coaching and consulting space focusing on high-end clients and teaching people to get high-end clients. Like they're the only people out there because they've, if they're high-end, they've got money. They've got money. People in different situations in their business earlier on in a time where they've had to take, like you mentioned your client earlier, fit through illness or some other reason, mm-hmm. taken time out, have made a choice to change business, change tact about where they're going. They are in a different space. Doesn't mean that they have no money. It doesn't mean they don't want support, that they're not going to invest, but sometimes the investment in the dynamic of the relationship supporting them just looks different. Mm. Uh, But they still are out there. Like you said, you and I were at that stage. We've been Mm. there different times over where we just wanted something that was simple, that was easy to engage with, that was an investment that didn't make us feel like we had to go and get out a second mortgage. Mm. 
right? And and, and this whole guilt marketing of if you won't go out and get a credit card to spend the twenty thousand dollars to work with me, exactly. you don't value yourself. Can we just call that out right now? Is that fear based that- marketing just makes me want to vomit? Like I will tap into the fears, but I will not guilt you into. No. Like no. I'll understand. Like I won't tap into your fears, but I understand and empathize. The yes. fears is very different than trying to activate from those fears. Incredibly different. And there is plenty of marketing strategy and tactic taught out there. Anyone listening will have seen it and felt mm-hmm. it because I think for me it was very much a, a felt response initially. It's what I put in the bucket of repulsion marketing. It's the stuff mm-hmm. that makes me lean back and kind of almost <laughs> have an allergic reaction um, as opposed to stuff where I lean in and I'm like, I'm curious. I'm like, what is this? Who is this? What What am I hearing here? What What do I need to know more? That's the kind of marketing that, you know, you and I mm-hmm. are really focused on supporting our clients to understand how to create and to create for themselves or if they're going to outsource it, to know what's required so they can outsource to the right person or the right company or team to do it for them in line with their messaging and their brand and what they want to achieve and their values yeah, and their values definitely Which so something i talk about all the time we do indeed <laughs> we do. that's a beautiful way now i've asked every one of our guests to share something along the lines of if i was reaching out to someone that knows you really well and ask them you know what one of your superpowers would be what would they say do you remember what you shared? A lot of most people don't, but that's okay. I'm not kind of I think <laughs> I probably would share unrelenting positivity and optimism. Yeah, so you did. You put a turn yeah. of optimist, right? So yeah, very close. Which is also traits of the inspirer believer archetype. It's the, you know, the, that archetype is the potentialist. We have a gift for seeing the potential in others and a significant desire for them to to recognize it in themselves and to use it, like to rise to, rise beyond whatever it is, their potential. So that's where the optimistic stuff comes in for sure. What often also happens with the Inspire Believer, and I'm curious to know your relationship with this, is that when somebody's not really interested in all of the optimism, you know, in all of the positivity, in all of the potential we see in them, it can be really confronting and quite extreme description, but I often say it's like a dagger to the heart when someone's kind of pushing away. You can see that they can do this and that it could be this easy and it could make this, you know, it could be fun and it could achieve all their, you know, everything they want. And they just look at you like you've gone a bit crazy. It's it's going to be like it's a big rejection. And that can really challenge the that natural innate optimism that comes with being an inspirer believer to the point that sometimes we do need to take a step back and re-energize ourselves because the archetype of energy. So has that happened with you? Like have you done that whole potential thing and cheered, been really cheering someone and they're just kind of like pushing it away? It's happened for me a lot. (laughs) I'm not sure it's happened to me recently. Honestly, my husband is like that. Yes. We're very opposite in that. But And he was having a bit of a moment the other day and he's like, I've got this. I've got this problem and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you can do this. Mm. Just pick the next intentional action and do that one thing. Because from doing the action comes the clarity and it also gives you that positive feedback and input that your brain needs to go, it's safe. You Mm. can do this hard thing. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. Because our brain's always going, scary don't do that I might die our um, in- are wired to respond like that to keep us safe safe 
Yeah, but they de- I think they are, our own internal definitions of safety sometimes can be a little bit skewed. Yeah, and and that's what our brain is de- designed to do. But when when I have clients who go, I just can't do this. Mm. I just can't. I go, you know what? Okay, do the easy thing. Go and find some quick wins. Go and do some things that will give you that little hit that you go, okay, I can do this. I had a client who came to me a little while ago and she was aiming to launch and she had done nothing. She was aiming to launch in a month, no, six weeks, and she'd done nothing. Like it didn't exist. Her brand did not exist. She had a logo, but she'd done nothing. And I was like, it's okay. This is what you're going to do and this is what you're going to do today. Just this. Just do these three things. Mm. that's it just make it super simple on yourself because often we go we go into overwhelm because we look at the big picture and oh my god there's so much to do and and that's what I've been doing recently I've been um, designing my program and I said to Angus every time I sit down to do it I just go into this place of overwhelm because there's so much work to do and I'm like okay no just you know what needs to be done just do that little thing just like do the slides, design the slides, then you'll feel you made progress. Do the things that make you feel like you've made progress. Mm. It's progress regardless. That's it, right? If, as long as I think we're moving in a forward trajectory, the amount that we accomplish, the speed is not the thing to focus on, right? No. You know, I often use the phrase, there's no predefined speed to success. Like your pathway to success and mine are going to be different. They're driven by so many influences and factors. And how long it takes to get there is so much often the focus. Anyway, do we dare to talk about quantum leaping and like the obsession in the coaching, particularly business coaching space about fast tracking success? Shortcutting. Yeah, short. Fast tracking. Fast tracking. It, the time it takes, we none of us know what that time is going to be. And yet there is such an obsession with it being a certain amount of time. Yeah. And before we came on air, you said we were talking about the program that I'm designing. You said, is this the one we were talking about last January? And I'm like, yes, it was. Hmm. But if I'd done it then, it wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah. And in that time, in that 18 months, I've undergone, you know, personal rev- uh, personal revolution but a a real liberation of what it means to be me and what I get to share as me and what my clients find valuable you know the runs on the board in terms of coaching astronomically different yes and the depth of understanding of my clients astronomically different to 18 months ago you know I really went hard on I decided that okay I'm I'm going to get off the tools and I'm going to go into coaching and that was a really big change for me because it was relying solely on my brain and not outputs which is a really big shift mm-hmm. for a lot of mm. people in business and you know I still do the occasional website builder branding project because it's fun and I still like doing that stuff but it's pretty unusual these days and to go all in on coaching and owning that I can achieve those results for my clients was a big shift for me. But as we said before we came on online on 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 air, God, I'm old. Um, <laughs> is fast tracking isn't always the best way. No, but what is it anyway? Like you know what? There, as I said, there's there's no predefined speed to achieve no. anything. And I think the more we let go of that myth, the better we're all going to be. 
it's it's it'll happen yeah it happens in its own time and if you do it too fast so the last time I did this program was five years ago or a program and I followed the advice of a guru who said build it as you do it and I nearly had a nervous breakdown I burnt out actually at the end of that year because I pushed myself so hard to do it that nearly it was awful it was horrible and so those sorts of hacks if they don't work with you and your personality and your beliefs and your identity don't do them this is your official permission just don't do them I know I find it so interesting how people will share their their failures so yeah that that to use that word I'm I'm not such a subscriber to failure because the mental teacher archetype in me is always like, but there's a lesson everything. So really, oh, there's a lesson. I go to my kids. Did you learn something? Oh, no, and they I go, know. yeah. And I go, <laughs> I know. There you go. But so often the messaging out there in various forms of marketing is around the the foolproof, the fail proof that you do this that I did, you will get the same result in the same time or faster. No, because you're a completely different, unique individual. And even like if I look at profiling women, yeah, you and I could have exactly the same archetypes, but we are not the same person. We are influenced by different environments, our cultural influences, our family dynamics, our financial, socioeconomic, our education. So the way our archetypes are expressed at the core will be very similar. But there may be, say, you and I have the same four archetypes, you may have one that for some reason and because of all those influences is more dominant than what my other, my dominant one is. So again, we show up in the world, we engage with the world, we respond to the world differently. Mm. But there's no one out there who's that there'll be a tiny percentage of people who follow those foolproof, failproof things and could get the same, similar or better result. But it's a tiny percentage. Oh, it's minute. Right? Mm. Mm. So don't, don't. Don't feel like a failure because you've signed up for one of those courses and it hasn't worked for you Mm. because so many people don't complete, feel flat, nothing's ever going to work because they've been taught to squash themselves into this very specific method. And I talk about, you know, hearts and minds marketing formula, but that's about working within your own personality and how you operate in your business and how you want to show up. Like one of the first questions I ever ask clients is who do you want to work with and what do you want to do with them? Right. And they're like, but, but, but these people told me I should. Oh, no, 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 no. Good words. <laughs> should is not, should, no, get rid of that. What do you want to do? Mm. And they're like, oh, no one's ever asked me that before. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not in business to create a job. You're in yeah. business to feel fulfilled and that comes down to your desires and what you want to do mm. very so good simple. that's how I operate simple. yeah simple well, yeah <laughs> okay so as you are a listener of she leads she thrives I know that you know that with every one of our guest episodes I get to a point where I ask every one of you a set of questions yeah that are the same so we're we're at that point now <laughs> uh, so I'd love to know Jane what role does leadership play in your life and business For me, I don't necessarily see myself as a leader. Mm. I see myself as a collaborator and co-creator with my clients. I can lead them to places, but they then implement themselves. But I'm very happy to be their champion, be their cheerleader, 
Um, and, you know, if someone asked me to step up and, and, and lead something, I'll do it. But would I call myself a leader? I don't know if I identify with that. Yeah. It's an interesting word. And I know that my previous thoughts about leadership were very much focused on that kind of what you described there in an external expression. And then in all of my obsession with, you know, human behavior and the psychology of who we are, I came to recognize the self-leadership part, which uh, is around the, how we actually, you know, we talk, what's well, a common phrase in, in our language is, you know, lead my life, but do you really lead my business? But do you really like, how do you lead yourself? Um, because so often, yeah, the, the, the external focus or the focus around leadership is all on leading people and often at mm. scale, like large kind of groups of people and you they are your followers and, you know, like that's it's amplified weird. Right, by the, the language in social media. Social media. Followers. And that's intentional, that language. What's yeah. interesting is is now you phrase it like that and you mm. question it, is um Chris Duncan has a, a like a not a mantra but a, a he calls them lenses which I am the predominant creator of my life mm. and that is internal leadership yeah. I, I rely on myself to create my life yeah um yeah I suppose that's yeah. how I I, I, do, I am very much of the mindset that I have the capacity and the ability to create anything I want in my life. There you go. That is you owning your potential to lead your life on your terms. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so next question I'd love to know your answer to is when do you know you're or how do you know you're thriving? Oh, mm. I'm a very, like, energetic person. Yes. So I talked about August being really messy or energetically. Usually I am just, as I said, optimist. I can pull myself out of any situation. I know that... I'm going to be, you know, like if I'm having a down day today, I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. August was all down days. Shocking. Yeah. But that didn't come across on my social media. No, it didn't at all. And <laughs> that was the month that you set yourself the task to do the 100 pieces of content. You got 86% on yeah. your feed. I've got an A. Um, how do I know when I'm thriving? Calmness. Yeah, okay. Calmness is really important to me. So that was like, well, that was one of the key things of August was I felt really anxious. Um, I give, I, I, I see, I have, I address the different things in my life that I know lead to me feeling happy and joyful and abundant in my life, which is, you know, I meditate, I move, I derive a hell of a lot of energy from my business and being in my business, um, which is a strange thing for a lot of people. It's like working. Yeah, that's my happy place. Um, I get it. It's so an inspiring believer thing because if we've created a business that is a reflection of us doing what we love, then we are inspired by that. So that's why, because we're that yeah, we, like, we are yeah. motivated, we're energized, we we feel good in that space. Mm. Yeah, so. so my energy, when my energy is good, like today I'm like, boom, I'm on fire. Yeah. Um, and that's like a hangover from yesterday where I had this absolute killer call with a client and she's like, oh, my God, you've just changed my life. Um, yeah, my kids, are, my kids are chill, my relationship's chill. I'm moving enough. I'm meditating. That's a really key, important act, business activity for me. Yes. Um, I just feel happy. Yeah. It's not. It's not hard. It's not complicated. No, it doesn't have. Really to simple. Be. And it's you know a whole other episode to be honest. But you know, there's so many 
aspects of human nature where we overcomplicate so much, even down to thriving. And, you know, and you've probably heard me say this. I say it regularly on the podcast. I 100% believe that everyone has a birthright to thrive. Mm. What that is going to look like is going to be different for every one of us. And that is the part that excites me. Mm. Yeah, that we have different definitions of thriving and that those will also evolve during our physical lifetime. Yeah. And there's also infinite ways to achieve that, mm-hmm. to, to experience what that means. So yeah, that's definitely part of my exciting space. So I've got a couple more questions to ask you, but for, before we do that, where do people connect with you? So where can we find you online? And we'll make sure these are all in the show notes. Mostly I live on Instagram because that's... I just yeah, love it. It's a good happy place. It's my, it's happy, my happy place. Yeah. I'm at my, Jane Mackay comms. Uh, you can find me there or my website, janemackaycommunications.com.au. They're really the two primary places. I'm also on YouTube and TikTok and yes. all the, you know. Well, you are on TikTok. <laughs> I am on TikTok. I'm not very good at remembering because you can't schedule TikToks. No, I don't. I'm not. Not I'm not very good at remembering. Well, you don't create a hundred pieces of short form video and then not re I'm all about getting maximizing return Leverage. on investment for your, yeah. for your content creation efforts. I'm on LinkedIn a bit, but yeah, it's not really my vibe. I know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. I have another conversation another time about TikTok there. Yeah. It's not been a place that I have been called to spend time. And I'm like, you know what, as I would suggest to my clients when they're like, where should I be on social media? Where do you feel the happiest? Where feels the easiest? Go there and put your own. And where it doesn't feel make there. you feel bad when you're on it? Yeah, yeah, true. And you know, the learning the whole TikTok thing, uh, not hard to learn, I know necessarily, but I don't need to complicate my life with another social media platform to spend time on. <laughs> and <laughs> so, it is a time suck. Yeah, TikTok yeah, massively. I have heard that from a lot of people, and that's yeah. increased my no. Don't need to go there. No, no, no I'm fine on Instagram. I'm very happy there. Yeah, I love it. So what's a kind of a key piece of wisdom that you'd like to leave with the listeners today? You think, you know, we've got ambitious, wise souls that are tuning in. They're like you and I. They're motivated. They want to make an impact. They want to leave some kind of a legacy. They want to be recognized for who they were in the world, not just kind of what they created and what they did. What's a piece of wisdom around what we talked about and what really, you know, you love to share? What what would you say? Well, this is sort of everything that I believe in wrapped up in one handy mantra, 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 is the more me I am, the wealthier I become. Oh, I like that. And it's not just wealth in terms of financial, but it's energy, how you feel fulfilled in your business. Marketing gets to be easy. I'm all about feeling aligned and intentional with marketing. I talk about it all the time and fun. Yes. And as soon as you unlock this, Okay, I've got my I've got my brand voice that feels really aligned to who I am. I've got my offers created that feel really good to sell. And then you know your messaging around that. That's all you wrapped up into that and you go out and sell that. That feels incredible and easy and lucrative and fun. So the more me you are, the more wealthier you become. Yeah. Very cool. 
a profound piece of wisdom to share <laughs> right at the end. I love it. I love it. So listeners, as I say, every time we have a guest, if you have been interested in anything that Jane shared, please go and follow her. Yeah, go to Instagram first because you'll get to see all those short form <laughs> content that she's been sharing, all the real she does. And uh, what did you say earlier that you've recognized how many different expressions you have on your face? And you do. No, you do. You have, Jane has got, you've got such a, a unique way of sharing stuff and it's always feels fun and playful, which again. And geeky, I, totally geeky vibe. Oh, very geeky, but in a fun, playful, non kind of geeky way, like if that makes sense. So as I said, you know, you know, I love you. We've been, we connected yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we know we, again, like a lot of my guests, I've known you a long time, haven't met you in person yet. Yet. Yes, we'll change that. Give it um, time. Right. But, you know, big hugs when we do. And again, we'll geek out on all kinds of things when we actually are in person. But, you know, just to see someone who's inspiring in what they're doing, you're an ideal example of that for me in terms of bringing lightness to marketing because it can feel very heavy Mm. for a lot of people, very overwhelming, very technical, very strategy oriented. And those things are still there. But as you say, the geekiness is a playfulness at the same time, which is very cool. So listeners, go and follow Jane and connect with all of that. And uh, thank you for listening in. And Jane, thank you for being here. And like I said, we know if we finally got the times aligned and we could catch up and record this, I always trust that the timing is going to happen when it's meant to. Because Jane, for those of you that would have no idea, because I'm only showing this for the first time, Jane and I know. She was, you were in the first group of people I reached out to, to be guests on the podcast and you had lots of stuff going on and it just kind of, you know, here we are nearly a year later. Now it's, this was obviously the ideal time, right? It's perfect. Trust the timing. Thank you so much for having me on Shannon. My pleasure, darling. It was worth the wait. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And again, of course, lots of fun. So thank you again. Thank you listeners. Remember, yeah, go and follow Jane. Reach out to either of us. Let us know what you got out of today's conversation. I know that I love receiving messages from anyone who's listened, but make sure you tell us which which episode you're listening to and what it was that really stood out for you. I think it makes such a difference when you can get that feedback from people about, you know, what's really made a difference and take action on stuff. You know, I'm a big believer in don't just listen and feel really inspired. Do something with that inspiration. So wherever you are in the world, remember you were born to thrive and have a fantastic day. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.